Cheese. We're French and we're friends. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast. This is so exciting. Um, we're, we're big podcast listeners. I mean, like, you are not, actually. No, no. I'm discovering the, the universe. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. Um, we used to work together, and I would always listen to podcasts. And then I would go into her office, and I was like, oh, my God, I listen to this, and it's so interesting. Yeah. Of course, I would do this without, like, when I was doing something that didn't require my brain, because then it sounds like I'm not working. <laughs> But I would always listen to a podcast if I was doing something more creative, and then I would go into her office and I was like, oh my god, you need to listen to this one, and that's how you kind of discovered the podcast yeah, universe. that's how I started. And we talk a lot. I mean, we're friends. I feel like that's something all friends do, of course. I mean, if you're friends, you need to talk. Otherwise, Yeah, but we, we're really big talkers. Yeah. Like, we're chatty. Yeah. Last sad. week we we stayed to the restaurant until it closed. I mean, it it was supposed to close an hour before it was supposed to close at yeah. 2 p.m. And then the lady like she was chatting with people. I think they were friends or they knew each other. And we just ended up staying there until at 3 p.m. until like she finished talking and she closed because we we just had so much to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we have discussions like all the time and we even like we are these kind of people who actually send each other <laughs> recordings of oh, chats of course we don't type like we record ourselves chatting it would be too long it would be too long because i talked about it with my boyfriend last week and i was like yeah we we i'm just listening to like Lori's voice message and he was like you send voice messages to each other and i'm like yeah because like they end up being like nine minutes long and so if i were to text My thumbs would be numb yeah. by the end. And we can't call each other all the time. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not practical. Yeah. And so then we were like, one day we were just talking for like three hours. And then we were like, what? what? Wouldn't it be so fun to like start a podcast together? I mean, it doesn't change much. We just like record ourselves. Yeah. At the beginning, it was kind of a joke. Like, you yeah. know, we should do this. And then we were like, oh, maybe we should really Actually, do Actually, it's a good idea. Yeah. And then we just started, like, kind of thinking more about it and being super excited because we had so many ideas of topics we wanted to, like, talk about. And we actually have plans. Like, last week, we had, like, a big session, actually. And we kind of decided of, like, topics we wanted to talk about. And we ended up with, like, 15. Yeah. So we're good to go. In a row. Yeah. 15 in a row, and that's that was last week. And so we just thought we would start with kind of a more, kind of a lighter topic. And we thought we'd share about um, something that has kind of shaped us into who we are right now. It's that we both studied abroad, actually. Yeah. Uh, during exactly. our studies. Yeah. So um, in this episode, like for the first one, we thought we would kind of share a bit more about what we studied um, in university and kind of our experience um, studying abroad and everything that it kind of entails because it, it kind of sounds like just an experience like this, maybe for some people and for some other people, it might seem like something extraordinary and super positive. And I feel like we should maybe talk a bit more about the positive and the negative and how mm -hmm. it impacts your life after. Yeah. So, do you want to start with talking about like what you studied? Yeah, sure. So, I think I've I've ever knew that I wanted to go abroad, mm. like since I was a little girl, because mm. I was always so curious about other cultures and other languages. So, I decided to study foreign languages. I mean, what is foreign languages for us French people? Exactly. <laughs> So I started to study English and Italian and mm -hmm. Spanish. And I studied two years in Lyon. Yeah. And then I did not really like the, the, the university, the people who were there and everything. And during second year, I, w I already applied to go on Erasmus in the UK <laughs> and I dropped it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I dropped it and I just decided to go to another country to study. So I applied to Belgium. And you might think like, well, Belgium is not really, <laughs> you know, exotic country for us because it's just 
country next to our to ours and they speak French. But it's actually it was very good experience because it's another culture and it's another French language exactly. also. So it was my first experience abroad. And it was so important because it just happened in a very bad moment for me. Like I was very, it was a bad, like, bad period because it was, my anxiety was so yeah. high. I wasn't really happy. I didn't like the university I, I was studying. Um, I, I mean, I didn't have so many friends there, yeah. like maybe two real friends and that's all. So I just decided, whatever, I can leave. I don't have anything keeping Holding me you back. Yeah. yeah. So I moved to Belgium oh and I yeah, it was so exciting and also a bit scary at the beginning yeah. because I was like almost eight hours away from my hometown. Yeah. So I couldn't see my parents, my family and my friends whenever I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I knew I would be able to go back only sometimes for the holidays, during the holidays. So I was like, okay, I, I have to... to to throw myself into this and I was so shy at the time and I mean I'm still yeah I'm still but shy it's different. but it's different I was, <laughs> it was the before yeah, it was way more like it was worse and so I just got there and everything was new and so I could speak French obviously so it was <laughs> not that exotic as I said but I learned so much about myself like actually, I started to live with other seven people, no six people who I were. Mean. <laughs> yeah, we were six in a big house. It was so fun, and I mean, my my housemate became became like my family, my yeah. best friends there, and I grew so much. And then during my first, no second year in Brussels, I had to to go on Erasmus because it was compulsory in my school. Yeah. I did like this translation school. So you had to choose a country where to go. And I chose Italy because um, I've been studying. No, I mean, I was studying Italian for like five years oh, or so. That's quite a bit. Yeah. And I've never been to the country before. You had never been? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So I, I was like, okay, I have to go on Erasmus. Why don't. Why don't I go there? Yeah, I mean, it was the perfect moment yeah. to go there. So I chose Italy, and then we had to choose the city, as you know. Mm -hmm. And you I have was, to be specific. Yeah, <laughs> like I was so scared I wouldn't be able to go to the city I wanted because. Yeah. But in the end, we were only four people willing to go to Italy. Oh, yeah. So it That's was good. so easy. So uh, basically, we came to this meeting with the teacher. It was like, okay, I'm the the head of Italian department, so where do you want to go? And we were like, oh, I want to go to Rome, I want to go to Rome, I want to go to Padova, I want to go to Padova. Okay. Okay, you're good. <laughs> yeah, and we went. Oh my god, so no real selection then? No. Okay, I mean, that's good for you. Yeah, it was easy. It was good. easy. And no stress about yeah. all papers. And, uh, oh my god, the paperwork. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about it after, because the paperwork is a subject in itself. Like, yeah. Oh my god. And... I mean, it's funny because every time I had to go abroad, it always came after a tough period in my life. Mm. Like, you know, so I left Lyon to go to Brussels because I wasn't happy there. I yeah. didn't like what I was studying and everything. Then in Brussels, I also had a hard time because like my former bro boyfriend, yeah. like, you know, it broke ended up badly. Yeah, it ended up badly. <laughs> But I mean, I was happy with my friends and everything the way I, I, I lived, I used to live there. But it was hard and I still had anxiety. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, the studies in Belgium are so intense, like it's really hard to pass the exam and everything. Yeah. And at some point, I kind of went through a burnout. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. you telling me. So I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go on Erasmus anymore the summer just before going. I didn't want to plan anything. I just, I was closing my room, wouldn't talk to my parents or my friends, wouldn't go out. And at some point, my one of my housemates, 
she she kind of texted me like, okay, so did you plan your your plane ticket? Like, did you book your plane ticket and your your I prepared yeah for yeah going. like like you know basically <laughs> yeah. like have you packed your stuff and everything and I was like no and she was like you're supposed to to leave in two weeks so she booked for me yeah she booked this hostel for me and I booked my plane tickets and and then I went to Rome and it was like a new start all over again like it helped me heal because yeah. I was far away from everything that that was bad bad in your life. yeah that was bad. I met new people, and I also met my boy, my partner. Yeah, your current partner. So that's a good thing. (laughs) And yeah, so yeah, it it really helped me every time to to keep up, you know. Yeah, and And to kind of start a new life each each time. Yeah, yeah. Because things were bad before you left, and then you moved, and some things changed in you, and something healed as well. Yeah. But was it like, did you regret at some point, especially like in the beginning when you arrived in Italy, like, did you feel like, oh, this was a bad idea? Because at first you, you were burned out, like you were kind of possibly even depressed um, mm. in the state that you were in. And so did at some point when you got there and when, I mean, that's the thing when you study abroad like the first few weeks can be very like incredible because mm-hmm. everything is so new but so scary for the same reasons. And yeah. so being in a bad place before you left when you arrived wasn't even harder for you. I don't know, I think I was so like in a strange state of mind. Like I mm-hmm. didn't really think about it. I thought about it like I just arrived in the airport with my luggage like and I'm hey. like okay, so I'm here and I have to find a place to live and everything but I think what was great yeah was like my friend so she booked me this hostel this is where I met my my boyfriend yeah know? so um I came here I mean I came to the hostel and then I just realized like everyone else was in the same situation because I met two German girls. They were also on Erasmus, also looking for a place to stay. So we were just living the same thing. So it was really nice to share yeah. our feelings and everything. We would go on walks and discover the city together. We would, uh, you know, hang out in the evening and everything. And I also met like some Italian guys, like, Your like my boyfriend <laughs> and, and his friend and it was so funny because we would go in the evening to some concerts or uh, shows or whatever and I like I think two or three days after my arrival my arrival I already felt like I was part of something you belonged somewhere yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the thing when you study abroad is that It doesn't feel like your normal life in a way. And at yeah. the same time, it feels so special because you always meet like people who study abroad as well. So either through Erasmus, like the Erasmus program, or who are just individuals wanting to study somewhere else. And like when you meet them, you just feel like I'm not alone. And like they are experiencing the same thing in your reality becomes something special because you're in mm-hmm. a new city, you're in a new country, you meet new people who come from all over the world and you kind of experience things so differently. So maybe actually that's something that kind of saved you is that you started fresh. You started fresh and you started fresh with other people who were starting fresh as well, yeah. but for different reasons. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean... So you never really like kind of regretted going. No, no, I was so happy. Just that I think it was really the best decision for you. Yeah. To go. I mean, it was hard to leave because I was I, I was feeling bad, mm-hmm. like I was almost depressed, I think. But once I got there, I was like, oh my god, like so many beautiful things. Like I mean, Rome is amazing. I mean, Rome. <laughs> 
I mean, I mean, in really. the morning you open your window and you're like, oh my god, I actually live here. Oh my, this is so weird, you know? That's insane. Yeah, and I had a ch like I challenged myself before leaving. I didn't want to be part of the whole Erasmus thing, like yeah. Erasmus parties, be, uh, hang out with Erasmus students and whatever, because I really wanted to go there to discover the country I was living in. So my challenge was um, only meet Italian people, mm -hmm. only talk Italian, oh, like speak Italian, sorry, and only, you know, like be part, like... Actually like, immerse yourself in the country. Yeah. And not just the Erasmus experience. Yeah. Because a lot of people actually just yeah. stay with their Erasmus students. And yeah. I think it's quite different. Yeah, yeah. And maybe be, I, by the end of the semester or by the end of the year, they don't even talk the language or they don't... Or they don't quite badly because they talk yeah. amongst each other. Yeah. They don't know local people, yeah. you know, whatever. And I was so proud because I actually did it. So... Exactly. Yeah. I had, And that's why I still have a lot of Italian friends because... They were mm -hmm. my friends while I was there. And I mean, I just kept um, these two German girls as friends. Because, yeah. You know, it was like since the beginning we exactly. were together. But it was we, special. But we would speak Italian to each together. other. Yeah. Oh, that's it was so funny because I would speak Italian with my French accent and they would speak with their German, <laughs> the German accent. accent. Yeah. <gasps> and when, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when people like, Sometimes Italian people, when we were hanging out, they were listening to to us and they were like, oh, you're not Italian, right? They were now we're French and German. And they were, why are you talking Italian? What are, why are, aren't you talking like English or something? And we were like, because you're in Italy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like we came here to study your language. Yeah, so but I get it because I guess since English is kind of the language that, that people share usually, Yeah, um, I mean we're talking English in a podcast, and we're French. Yeah. I mean that's just that's true. That's just usually how it is. It's it's easier to talk in English, but I think it was so it it was really great for you to share something, but still keep it in Italian because mm -hmm. it would have been easier probably for you to do it in English. But yeah. the point of you going there was to study there and just to create an experience around the language and the country and the culture. So yeah, I think. I think that was smart of you to do. And we, we didn't choose the easy I mean, route. When we text each other, we would still... Like, in Italian? Yeah, yeah. And we still do so it now. Awesome. Yeah, it's so funny. And, well, so that was my Erasmus experience. And then I, I, I went back to Italy several times. times for internships. But maybe I can talk about it later. Can you talk... Uh, can you yeah. tell us about your experience? Like, um, so I had different... Like, several experiences abroad but I will do just like you I will start with the one when I actually studied abroad mm -hmm. for my studies so um, when I was in university I started doing I did like a two-year post A-level course in international trade and I actually chose this course because it was mandatory after like at the end of the first year to do two months abroad so I knew I wanted to go abroad and I will talk about it later like like Uh, at the same time as you when we'll talk about more like work experiences and so when I finished that um, I I decided to go into university to get an, an undergraduate um, like to do an undergraduate program and I entered directly into second year which was great because I mean I already had done two years so that was perfect and um, my boyfriend is one year younger than me so we were actually at the same level which was mm -hmm. great And um, I, just like you, I always knew that I wanted to study abroad. Um, for the longest time, ever since I think I heard about the fact that you could do it, I knew I, I wanted to yeah. do it. It was, I mean, it's an amazing experience. And yeah. I've always been fascinated by other languages. I come from a Portuguese family. Um, they emigrated in France, uh, like, before both my, well, Before my mom was born and my dad was like nearly two years old okay. when they moved to France. So I think I'm very used to like the fact of moving to another country mm -hmm. and speaking another language. And so during my second year, um, my boyfriend and I, we applied to study abroad because it's a whole process. Like you need to actually apply to go. It's not something like 
that you say, oh, I want to go abroad and that's it, you, you're going. It's an entire process. They need to like, you apply and then they select people to go on um, their academic, like, yeah, their academic levels and then um, motivation and stuff like that. And then you choose, um, same as you, you choose like where you want to go. So you start mm -hmm. with choosing a country And then you choose um, universities that have partnerships and everything. Yeah. And my boyfriend and I, we knew we wanted to go together. But actually, in the list, we only had, I think... Honestly, I can't even remember. It was so stressful. But I think we only had one university. Um, because we were. I was studying um, economics and foreign languages. And he was studying like scientific... Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, the only university both our universities had it in common was the University of Birmingham in the oh, UK. Oh, so it was a so challenge. It was, it was yeah. a challenge. You were like, oh my god, but what if one is accepted and the other is not? And same as you, I was in a really, really bad place. My anxiety and my panic attacks were at the worst state possible. So. Even throughout the process of just the application, I was like, but can you actually do it? Are you mentally prepared to mm -hmm. move yourself out of your comfort zone, which is already something so stressful when you have anxiety? Yeah. And I just decided that I couldn't just not go because it was something I wanted to do so bad. So I applied and I got accepted through the program and then they were like, okay, now you need to choose. And so... The first one I put out, obviously, was the University of Birmingham, and so did my boyfriend. And we had to choose other universities, though, so I think I chose, like, three. And then after weeks of waiting, which was, I mean, so stressful, then we got the answer that we had been both accepted at the University of Birmingham. Oh, my so God! we were so yeah. excited because we were able to go together in... I mean, like the two years before, we had been kind of separated because we were not studying in the same mm -hmm. city. And so like, like to know that we would be able to study in the same country together, to experience everything together was incredible. And so like we continued the process. We applied at the university, the university accepted because, yeah, you need to be accepted to the program in your home university Then oh, they need yeah. to accept yeah. you to apply to the host university. And then the host university has to accept you. It's, it's just so stressful. And then they said, uh, yeah, we accept you and everything. And then like we, st we started kind of looking at where we would go and stuff. Like where we would live. Which was, I mean, I think the worst part of it before going. Because um, we were both... Um, Working through the summer, I mean, to get money to go abroad, yeah. I mean, that's obvious, but it meant that we could not travel to the UK to look at apartments and to oh, look yeah. at places. It was the same for me. It, I mean, they don't tell you that. They're like, yeah, you're going to go abroad. Yeah, but how am I going to find an accommodation mm -hmm. if I'm not on site? Yeah. And so every time I say that to people, they look at me, they're like, oh my God, you're crazy. So what we did is that... Um, We left France, I, I still remember the date, September 19th, um, at like 7 o'clock at night, we said goodbye to my parents, and we actually drove to Birmingham. What? So, yeah, we live like in the southeast of France, and yeah. so I think we had seven hours to Calais. Mm -hmm. um, so that we could take the ferry yeah. and then the ferry to Dover and then we drove from Dover to Birmingham oh my god and that's crazy. crazy it's so crazy yeah. and like I think we arrived we had to arrive at Dover before 4.30 in the morning the next day mm -hmm. so that we could get the car inside the ferry and the ferry was leaving at like 5.30 or 6 or something we didn't sleep we stopped I think at a random place um After Paris, I think, and we tried to sleep, we just couldn't sleep. We had all our stuff in the car, yeah. and we were so excited and scared. And then when we arrived in Dover, we looked at each other and we're like, okay, so now we're going to have to drive on the other side of the road. Because in France, oh, yeah, we drive right. on the right side. Yeah, and, in yeah, England, yeah. and in England, we had to, to drive on the left, on the left with a car that is made oh. to drive on the right. Yeah. These three hours. I didn't... Which was... Weird for me, but like, 
like the first half, I guess, of the when we left, after we left, I didn't cry, which I really thought I would because I'm very close to my family and especially my sister, mm-hmm. who was quite young at the time. I think she was maybe 13. And I, I really thought I would cry and I didn't cry. What I cried was when we got on the motorway in England and we were on the other side of the roads. Yeah, so we that's had to drive. When you realize, like, that's when you're realizing yeah. that everything is changing. And I had to make sure to like look at the cars when they were moving and stuff because we were on the other side and, and like my boyfriend could not see like the dead oh, angle yeah. and stuff like that. So scary. And we hadn't slept, which was even worse. And we didn't know that they don't have like stations along the 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 motorway to stop and like to get snacks and stuff. Really? And we didn't have food. Oh gosh. So we didn't have breakfast. We couldn't stop just to like breathe because yeah. it was so stressful so for three and a half hours we drove from dover to um birmingham and then in birmingham we had um booked a hotel for the weekend to stay there and so we stayed there and then uh we had booked another hotel for i think five days because we had we arrived just the weekend before um orientation week mm-hmm. because it was mandatory to be there And so then we stayed in the hotel for five days and we were looking at at apartments at the same time. We could not find any apartment. Yeah. Because of course, everyone had arrived before and they were, everything was booked. So we started being very scared and we're like, what the hell are we doing? This is not what what we signed up for when we decided (laughs) to study abroad. I mean, they lied to us. Yeah, Yeah, they lied to us. And it was so expensive because we had to pay for the hotels. And we were lucky, Mm -hmm. like the first two ones we got, um, they had discounts because it was September. So it was not really like high season. And then like when the five days at the second hotel were over, we're like, what are we going to do? We don't have another hotel in the city for the next weekend. Because everything was booked in Birmingham, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. And so we had to drive to, I think the name of the city was Northbridge. We had to drive an hour there to get into, I think it was like a, a B&B, a bed and breakfast, I think. And when we arrived, she was like, I don't have your booking. <gasps> I almost cried. I swear, I almost cried. My boyfriend looked at me and I was like, well, we're going to sleep in the car then. And I was like, no, 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 no. But she was so nice and she was like, no, but actually I have a room available, so you're good, don't worry. Oh, God. And we spent the weekend there, which was actually amazing. Bed, the best bed I ever slept in in my entire life. Oh, my Ooh. God, so comfortable. The city was super cute. And then we went back to Birmingham and we went back to the second hotel we went to. They had another, like, kind of discount. And then it started getting very scary because... Um, the next week was the start of the semester and we still didn't have anywhere to live. Mm-hmm. I went with two girls who were in my class the year before. So I was very lucky that I knew two other people. Um, and we had like booked our courses and stuff, uh, which you have to do like to make sure you choose courses that match as best as possible the courses you would have taken back at home. Yeah. And so I knew I would be with them for certain classes, but we still didn't know where we would live. And so it meant that we had to eat out quite a bit, which is very unusual for French people. We usually cook at home. Yeah. And so it was getting very expensive. And we were like, but what if we never find an accommodation? Like we would go to um, real estate agencies and we were like, okay, so we needed an apartment like yesterday. And one was actually very nice and she was like, don't worry, I'm going to help you. And within, I think, a day, she got us three viewings um, and the first one we saw, which was kind of more in a kind of high, like a bit richer neighborhood Mm -hmm. than we thought we would be in. Um, She got us like an apartment, which was like kind of the ground floor of a house and the, the house upstairs was split in two apartments and it was furnished. And so she was like, okay, so this one is available. This is the rent. And we decided to just go for it because like the semester had already started. We were already so stressed from everything was so new. Yeah. And my anxiety was really bad. And um, we just wanted somewhere to sleep and to stay and to be able to cook and not eat out so much. 
And so it wasn't the best apartment, I'm not gonna lie. I've never been so cold in my entire life. I think we wake, we would wake up in the morning and it would be 11 degrees in the bedroom and 8 degrees oh. in the bathroom. Yeah. It was awful. And yeah, so just like that was the was not the easiest start to a year abroad. And then when everything kind of settled down a bit more, um, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Like, since my mental health was so bad, I was like, you are going to find everything so challenging and much more difficult than it was already at home. Mm -hmm. And actually, it wasn't. It felt like... I, I was where I was supposed to be because my yeah. dream had always been to study in English and to be surrounded by English-speaking people all the time and to talk in English all the time. So it was basically my dream. And um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't struggle as much as I thought with the change. The only thing that was more challenging, I think, for me was how you learn in England compared to France. Oh, yeah, the education Exactly, system. like, how it works took, uh, like, even the two girls who were with me, um, we all kind of struggled to understand what was expected of us. So yeah. they told us before going, our teachers were like, okay, so the system is going to be different. So we were aware it would be. But, like, it's actually quite different to know, but just to learn how to yeah do things differently and, like, we had readings to do. We don't have readings to do in France. Usually you do them in class or you have readings, but with exercises and stuff. Yeah. And there you were expected to read something and then to go in class and talk about it. But there wasn't specific exercises. It yeah. was just like a conversation. And just like the whole thing was quite different. And it wasn't... It wasn't hard and it wasn't easy at the same time. I think it was the right level of challenging. Yeah. But I was just very happy, I guess. Um, the Like, our apartment was really hard to live in. Like I said, we were very, very cold. And, I mean, the weather is very different from France. Um, yeah, sure. We felt like we had a winter that lasted eight months, mm -hmm. which... Well, not eight. I seven, understand probably. you. When I when I used to live in Belgium, it was the same. Yeah. Like they're always so, so gloomy. Yeah, <laughs> they're gloomy and and and, and, cold, and like and cold, windy. but like a different cold yeah. from France. It's like, like wet. Yeah, wet cold. Well, you feel cold. like and exactly so windy and it's very the worst. Wet. It's the worst. I mean, it was I I I struggled with it, but I think my boyfriend struggled even more because. I had these two girls that were I knew and that I was actually friends with. My boyfriend was alone. And the thing is, oh. when you're studying abroad, um, you follow courses that match what you're supposed to do at home. So it's not just a specific kind yeah. of degree that you're following. And most people I was in class with, they were together in other classes. So yeah. they were in groups of friends and stuff like that. And... I actually found it really difficult to make friends because we were never together. Mm -hmm. We didn't have we and we didn't live in the same neighborhood because we were like I like the um, kind of student neighborhood that at least was known there was more in the south, um, southeast, and we were kind of living more in the west part of mm -hmm. the of the city. So we were quite far, and so we didn't really meet anyone in the classes that we clicked with really if we if we, we we if we were talking it was just because we had kind of a project to do together but we would not keep in touch otherwise okay and i think the other girl that i really uh became friends with was another french girl who was mm -hmm. i think she was from toulouse um and we did spanish together there and she was really the only other person apart from the two French girls I was with that we were friends, like that we would actually talk. So I feel like sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, but my experience of studying abroad was real, really just studying and not completely living yeah. abroad just because of that. And our rent was so expensive. It was really, really bad actually, but it was the only thing available. Mm -hmm. So we went with it. But like between... The grocery shopping, um, 
paying the heating that was so expensive for how cold it actually was in the house, not meeting a lot of people and stuff. We were very, we felt quite alone a lot of the, of the time and we didn't do much. Um, so I feel like my boyfriend is a little bit traumatized about the experience. Oh. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted, I've always dreamt of, as you know, um, live abroad. Yeah. And well, I actually talk about the it. Big topic. That's the big topic of my life, I yeah. guess. Um, and it's actually something we'll talk about in another episode yeah. with something else. That's true. Um, but I think like whenever we talk about it now and he's very like straightforward about the fact that he doesn't want to move to England and I think he doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with not loving the country, not loving the people. Mm -hmm. um, it, I think it's just the entire experience makes it harder for him to imagine. Yeah. Because he would living Exactly. I think it's just time. that. It just, I mean, if anyone listening is from England, we love you guys. <laughs> we have nothing against you. I love, like, I mean, on Instagram and stuff like that, the most people I follow are British or English or like, I love you guys, okay? Don't take it the wrong way. And he loves you guys as well, I promise. But I think like just because the entire experience was more negative for him, mm -hmm. I have to be honest about it, it was more negative for him. I had my two French girls. I could talk about them with like the culture shock yeah. and like the differences and how difficult it could be to learn how to be in a new space mm -hmm. and to get out of your comfort zone. He didn't have anyone and he's quite a shy person and he doesn't really express his feelings. So I think it was just a different experience for him completely that, um, than everything we lived. But I think it was actually there, like when we were studying there, it was actually the moment that I was like, this is a, sec a second confirmation that I meant to live abroad. Mm -hmm. because I felt much more comfortable actually abroad. I really thought my anxiety and my, like my panic attacks would be even worse there, but actually it wasn't as bad as it had mm -hmm. been in France the year before. Just because to, for me, it totally disappeared. Exactly. Like, I mean, when I went, when I was in Rome, I had no panic attacks. Oh my God. No anxiety. Yeah. It was you were so just nice. Good. Yeah, I was good. I mean... And then I didn't have to 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 be anxious about anything because, like, living in Italy is not that expensive yeah. compared to the UK, for example, for you. And so I wasn't struggling with money. Um, it was hot when I got yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> like the weather was, was like it was so hot, so hot. My flip flop literally melted. No way. Yeah, they melted. I, I mean, it's yeah. very hot. Yeah, yeah, the melting and Rome as well. Oh my god! It was so hot that year that for Christmas I was still wearing skirts and oh my god! Yeah, you know, just a little jacket. And I remember it was so funny. I remember once I was in class and I would look by the window to the yeah. Know, it was so sunny and hot, and I would look at the window and the teacher like. I mean, she, she she saw me that I wasn't really following the class. Yeah. And she was like, Laurie, what's happening? And I was like, can you believe in two weeks it's going to be Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> this weather? <laughs> oh my God. Are you serious? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, you're right. Actually, in France, it was snowing. Like my parents would send me pictures and I would send pictures with my sunglasses oh my and my skirts. Yeah, it was so, so strange. So I, I felt like I was living in a... Di completely different world like it was and that's funny because i mean italy is is a neighbor to france and yeah, we live in the yeah. southeast so you were not that far no. in terms like you were not in australia no no but it must have felt so different like a sunny hot christmas yeah so strange like it was yeah it was weird but i, I think it was good for my for my anxiety because i didn't have it like I was I mean, sunny inside. Oh my, I, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And that's something I've learned is that um, my mental health is always oh, it's worse, worse in when the it's, winter. Exactly. Yeah. In like the dark, cold months. 
of course. I mean, SAD like is real for me. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I wish I didn't have it, but I always feel so much better when it's just sunny. Like for example, today it's yeah. super sunny outside and I feel great. Yeah. It can be cold. It's okay. It's cold, just, but it's we just want the, the sun. sun. I just yeah. want the sun. <laughs> and I think, I think I wouldn't have had as much anxiety if the weather had been better. Because, for example, we were so shocked when we arrived. For like the first month, it was the best weather. I think England had ever seen at that point. No. And that was so fun actually. Um during orientation week, uh when we would go to like register for courses and stuff mm-hmm. and we were talking with other students from England and you know like who were working with the staff and everything. Every time they would mention the weather and they were like, Oh my god, you're so lucky. It's mm-hmm. it's the best weather we've ever seen. It's it was clear blue sky. Oh, super warm um and every time we would talk with our family we were like oh my god it's the weather is beautiful and it were and they were like oh my god so it's a cliche that in england the weather is rubbish and i'm like yeah maybe hopefully and then my parents then, came i swear the next day the weather got the worst oh. it was super cloudy super cold um kind of like Raining, but not really. Yeah, and, I know. Which is even worse. Yeah. And it was quite windy as well. And it lasted until early April. And the weather got a bit better in April. Um, which was good for us because I think mentally after so many months of living somewhere quite different. And that felt dark in the sense that it was very cloudy all the time. It was really like lifting our spirits and we would, would take walks way more and the neighborhood was so beautiful. Like the architecture of certain houses. Oh my God. <laughs> Every time <laughs> we would go on the walls, I was like, I want to live there. I want to live there. Oh, it's yeah. so pretty. I want to live there. And it, it just changed everything. And mm-hmm. then the last few weeks were actually very nice in terms of weather. Of weather. It got way like more warm. And that's really when we kind of felt better and when my anxiety lifted. So that's when I could tell the difference of like, I think I was more anxious and stressed there because it was, the weather was different, but probably also because I was very stressed about money mm-hmm. um, because the rent was so expensive and we were cold all, all the time, but um the bill of the like electricity and heating was so high that we had to decide on the schedule on when to put the heating on and when we would turn it back off. Oh, wow. We had a whole schedule. And actually, that's so funny. We were talking about it with my boyfriend last week. Um, and I was like, remember, like we would get home usually some days and it would be like 15, 16 degrees. And we would turn the heating on, but as, as soon as it would get to 19 degrees, we would turn it off. And I had so many layers on. And then we had to decide at what time we would go take a shower so that we would go and put the heating on in our bedroom and in the bathroom so that it was hotter. And then when we would get to bed, we would turn it off and put it back on for a little bit in the living room because we would stay there to like eat mm-hmm. and then turn it back off and then go back in the bedroom and it would still be, I mean, I call it warm, but it wasn't really warm. It wasn't <laughs> too cold in the bedroom. And then when we, when we would wake up in the morning, we would turn it back on in the living room, but not in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we never actually really put it on in the kitchen because it didn't really work well. Um, it was, I mean... It was, it was, I mean, when I say it, it sounds so bad. Yeah. I mean, we were used to it and not used to it. We just realized how weird it was when my parents came to visit. Because mm-hmm. my parents have kind of a chimney. And so they are very used to like living in 23 to 26 degrees in the house. And when they arrived, they were like, oh my God, I've never been so cold in my life. Yeah. And that's when we explained our system with the heat. <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, this is actually crazy. But even with that, we would pay 
a hundred pounds of electricity oh and heating every so month, which so was much. at the time a hundred and fifty euros per month for being cold all the time. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't want to like talk badly about England. It was just the problem was with our house, like with mm. the the apartment. Oh, I yeah. think the landlord bought the house, but he didn't really actually make any like changes in the house so mm-hmm. we didn't have double glazing okay. so you, you put your hand just one like 10 centimeters away from the window you could it could be like you were outside yeah. there were gaps um under the doors so the front door there was a big gap um in the bedroom there was a big gap and they actually had made kind of an ensuite um in the bedroom so like a, a bathroom just for the bedroom I swear it must not have been finished because it's it never got above 12 degrees in that bathroom. Oh. And the other one was way, way, way older, so we didn't use it and it was in the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. So we had to use the one in our bedroom. Okay. It never got above 12, 12 degrees. Oh. Never. Well, I feel so lucky now about my yeah. flat. I mean, when you tell me it was sunny in Christmas, I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, it was it's sunny, sunny And to tell you, like, it'll... It almost never rains there. Oh my God. Like you know, it's really it's different. Yeah, yeah it's different. And I, I, I would, I, I used to live with these five other girls in Rome. Yeah. So it was so funny. We were. It was so girly, you know. Yeah. Girly talks and whatever. Girl night. Yeah, girl night. How was it living with so many people? Oh, I loved it. You but like, yeah. I want to talk about it in in. The third episode, I think. Oh yeah. Okay. So I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I don't want to give you some too many details. All right. But to tell you, for example, <laughs> um, about the weather, um, our washing machine was on the balcony. Oh my god. And it's really common there to put it on the balcony. Yeah, because it it's okay. It's not you know it's not. So you just plug it, it in inside and it's outside. And or you have a, the the plug is outside. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god! So it, for me, it was really strange in the beginning because, like, I was visiting the house, the flat, um, and I, I I asked the girl, like, okay, I saw on the internet that there is there's supposed to be a washing machine, but I didn't see it. She was like, yeah, yeah, it's on the balcony, and it felt so strange. But then I understand why. Like, I mean, if it's warm, might as yeah, well yeah. just put it outside. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't remember how we did the laundry. I don't remember. <laughs> you didn't. Well, we did. <laughs> I mean, we're clean people. I don't remember. Oh. We didn't go, like, we. I think we had a washing machine inside. But I don't remember if it was in the kitchen. And I don't remember where we kind of hung the laundry. No. Yeah. Because it was so cold. It Your must have taken removed. days. Yeah, I yeah. think so. It must have taken days for it to dry. Yeah. And I don't remember. I think my brain kind of shut off certain parts. Yeah, of this is... I mean, this is not the most important part of your arrest. I mean, yeah, because I didn't <laughs> think about it before. But yeah, I don't remember that. I am. Oh my god, I need to talk about this because it's it's very funny. Um, So, we since we lived in like... In kind of a... Upper kind of neighborhood mm-hmm. um i loved actually like watching my neighbors because they had amazing cars and they had a great house and they oh, were no. dressed so well you were at the, they like, so the old lady watching by the window kind of <laughs> but at the same time i loved um the experience of like seeing how people live in a different country mm-hmm. and we had like a school very close by actually so it was so nice to see children in like their uniform and just hearing them talk and oh, walk yeah. with their family in the morning Oh my god, it was so cute. Uh, I actually heard so many French people. Really? Yeah. Okay. That was fun. And um, so we were in a house, like I said. And so we, since we were on the ground floor, we had access to the garden. Oh. So on the rare few days, it was actually hot enough to go there. (laughs) Yeah. But when we were meant to leave, when we were meant to leave, um, we had to take care of the garden so it would mean like actually needing to um book someone to come and take care of everything because the grass was so high 
Oh, so high. You had to book somewhere? So, I mean, it was on the contract that we had to take care of the garden as well as the house and to leave them um, in a good state when we left. Mm. So we were like, oh my God, but it's going to cost so much money because I made research. It was so expensive. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, how are we going to take care of it? Oh my God. You're going to laugh so hard because... I don't know. I feel a- like you're going to tell me you cut the brush with your sizes. We did. Oh my God. Um, it was so crazy, but like it was the only option we had. So we started with like deep cleaning the house, which was an effort in itself because the house was not in the great... We cleaned all the time, but it was very old. And like I said, there were so many gaps and stuff like that, that moisture would get everywhere. It was mm. a big mess. Um, and we were lucky that it was a, quite a good weather towards the end. And so then my boyfriend and I were like, so oh. like picture us on the terrace outside, looking at the garden, which was so overgrown. It was hard to walk in it. Oh. And we were like looking at it and we were like, What are we going to do? Because we can't leave it like that. They will, like, give us a fine or something. But my boyfriend turned to me and was like, we're going to have to do it old school. And I was like, um, I don't, I can't use something that were used, like, a hundred centuries ago. Like, we can't do that. Yeah. And then he turned to me and I was like, no, we're going to have to use, like, scissors. Oh, no. And so he started it's in so the garden. Funny. He started when um, I was cleaning, like, the bathroom. He started with scissors, and then he was like, it's not working, so I'm going to use a knife. So oh. the entire process took us two days. Yeah. Two days spent kneeling on the ground. <laughs> he was using, like, a, like a, a knife, mm-hmm. a kitchen knife, so he was, like, grasping. <laughs> he was, like, grasping a big chunk of, like, grass and cutting it with the scissors. <laughs> and I came after with the scissors. He was like... I do the knife and I do like big chunks and then you come after and you use scissors to make sure that it's a bit more oh, at the same level. Because oh when you God. cook with like the scissors, you have to take them like this yeah. and so they fold, like it's an entire thing. Two days. It took us two days kneeling on the floor. My knees hurt so bad. It was just... I mean, I just had to say that because every time I talk about it, people laugh so much. And I was like, this is going to be such a good ending for the episode to talk about me kneeling on the grass and cutting, <laughs> cutting the yeah. grass with scissors. That's just, that's just crazy. So yeah, I mean, that was the fun, the fun part of ending this whole experience of being abroad. And I mean, that was, that was a good ending. Yeah. That and paying, uh, like, we actually had so much stuff to take back. Because we had drove home for Christmas, we mm-hmm. took the plane, mm. that um, we actually had to pay for an extra, like, two seats in the plane, so that the fine would be, like, the fine was more, like, the lady was like, okay, you know what, if you book two other tickets, it would be less expensive than you paying the fine for the extra kilos that you have for your really? suitcases. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, that was something. Yeah, I remember me buying a suitcase, like, because I, I didn't have yeah. enough space, you know? And that's the thing they don't tell you. When yeah. you go back home, you have so, so much more stuff yeah. from being this there. This is crazy. You buy, like, a lot of stuff. I mean, you have to live there, so you need yeah. everything you have home. Exactly. That, that you didn't bring, of course. If that you had so, to get there to actually yeah. live. So you have to buy everything. But, yeah, so what would you say living abroad really um, taught me? Yeah. I feel like I was a, like, not completely, but I was a really different person when I came back home. I think um, just the entire experience was, like, it taught me that I could do so much more than I thought I could. I was more resilient and I could adapt quite easily to something and I could I was I was proud like proud of myself I was like actually you did it you had an anxiety disorder you had a panic disorder and you actually you were able to just do all of this and I was very proud of myself which was very new to me (laughs) and um I was I, I think I, I, 
grew a lot being there because you just you're out of your comfort zone you don't know the country you don't know where to go grocery shopping so that doesn't cost a ton of money you have to learn how to contact people to get the wi-fi set up like to get internet and mm -hmm. to pay your bills and like it's it's an entire new thing that opened up for you and that kind of really changed me mm -hmm. So when I went home, I was, I, I really felt like I was a different person, but what was so strange is that like I had, we had to go back to live with our parents because we didn't have an apartment oh, back home yeah. and we would be studying not in Grenoble where we were the year before going, we were going to be in another city. Mm -hmm. So we had to go home and the first few weeks. Uh, felt really hard because we were used to living together and we were back in a family environment yeah. um, and I what really shocked me was that um, I mean the first two weeks everyone was so excited we would talk about me studying abroad all the time I was like oh my god and I didn't tell you about this this but then after like the new the, the way that I was I just like got home just faded and yeah. I felt quite weird about my family treating me kind of the same as before I went when I felt yeah. so different from yeah. when, like, I felt like it was the old me and I was a new person, but yeah. they thought I was still like the old me, which I think it took a bit of time for kind of me to explain to them, you don't understand, like, yeah. I, I'm changed and um, I'm not the same person and I'm a grown up now and yeah. I, I felt so different. Like everything went back to normal, but you don't identify to this I didn't feel normal. normal. Exactly. I was like, who's this normal? That's not my normal. I'm used to living in the second biggest country in England. And now I'm back in a small, small town. Mm -hmm. And everything felt so out of place. And I felt out of place because I didn't fit in to where I fit in before. Yeah. It was, it was really crazy. But I think we talked about it and you felt kind of the same. Yeah, for me it was a bit different because when I came back to uh, my Erasmus in Rome, I actually went back to Belgium. That yeah, was still which was uh, not home, but kind of home. Yeah, it it was. Yeah, it had become kind of home, but it was still a foreign country. Yeah, so I felt it, but maybe in a different way. I mean, I really felt strange when I left Belgium after living there for almost yeah. three years and being on Erasmus and it was very different and it was I would feel strange also every time that I was um, coming back to France for holidays or whatever because you know I would visit my family and friends and they would ask me how is it to live in Belgium or How is it to, how was your Erasmus experience? And I was trying to explain, but I could feel they wouldn't get it. Like, oh, you know, like yes. if you don't leave it, you don't know exactly. what we're talking about. And it, this is so frustrating because you want to share. You, you want, want to talk about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, you want to share, not to show off, you know, because people exactly. think like you're showing off. Yeah, like, yeah I, was there, I did this and this, but it's like, it changed you so much. Mm. Then when when you go, come back and you feel like people don't understand you, you feel so strange, like so, yes. like you're not fitting it's, anymore. Oh my god! So yes. that's why I wanted to read uh, something to you because I think this is exactly what we went through when we, oh, yes. we when we came back. This is actually a post. I shared on my Facebook in 2014. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, just before throwing it back yeah, <laughs> six yeah. years ago. Like it was just before me leaving for Erasmus. So oh. actually I felt this way before leaving because I was actually living in uh, yes. abroad mm -hmm. already. So this is a post from a website called thoughtcatalog.com. I don't know I don't really know what is it. Like is it a blog or something? I don't know. But it's um, all about um, coming back after traveling. Like the hardest part of traveling no one talks about. And that's why the girl says, like she's, when you come back, you feel angry, you feel lost, 
you have moments where you feel like it wasn't worth it because nothing has changed but then you feel like it's the only thing you've done that is important because it's changed everything what is the solution to this right of to this side of traveling it's like learning a foreign language that no one around you speaks oh my god so, so there is true. no way to communicate to them how you really feel this is once you've traveled for the first time all you want to do is live again they call it the travel bug yeah we know this expression. we know <laughs> <laughs> the travel bug but really it's the effort to return to a place where you are surrounded by people who speak the same language as you not english or spanish or mandarin or portuguese but that language where others know what it's like to live change grow experience learn then go home again and feel more lost in your hometown than you did in the most foreign place you visited this is the hardest past part of about traveling and it's the very reason why we all run away again and I think that's true oh, and yes. I remember like I remember when I was in Rome I, I I went back to my parents for Christmas holidays just a few days mm -hmm. and I visited um, uh, a, a couple of friends and like they announced me they were about to leave for one year in New Zealand. Oh wow! Just to work there and travel. Oh, it the was, dream. Yeah, <laughs> it was like their project for a while, and they told me they were leaving. And I think, like, I think that when I was supposed to come back from Italy, they would already, like, they would have been gone. Already, yeah, they would have left. Yeah. So I remember writing them a letter. Because I, w I wanted to offer them something before leaving, mm -hmm. but I was like, I can't really offer something like the bring with them. It, it would yeah. be heavy, you know, mm -hmm. in the luggage and everything. I didn't want to, to give them something like an object or whatever. So I, I, I wanted to share my experience because so... Yeah. That's such a lorry present. Yeah. <laughs> so I started to write a letter and I remember like... I almost cried when I was writing it. You know, I mean... I mean, we're very me. emotional people. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember telling them, like, you're about to live the most amazing experience of your life, but you don't know it yet. Like, it's going to be so so different. Like, um, you will miss your family, but not that much because you will have a new family. Like, every yes. people you meet there is kind of your new family. Mm -hmm. Like substitution family, I don't know how we can call this, and yeah, like just talking about this, and then I warned them about <laughs> coming back. You know, like I was just, you know, when we are, when you will be back, it will be really strange and everything. And I gave them the letter, but I told them you don't have the right to read it until you reached New Zealand. Oh yeah, and then they read it, and my friend told me like. Oh, it was so true. Like we totally identified to what you were saying. And I think and everyone who has studied or lived abroad or had a long-term experience abroad feels that that way. Because um, I was very relieved, I guess, like the next year when I came back from um, Birmingham. So we came back in June, which was actually like three days. We came back three days before Brexit was voted. Oh, I felt so strange. I'm like, okay, you're throwing us out. I okay. Um, and then the next September, um, where I was studying after for my so my first year of uh, master of marketing, I was like the first few days. You know, like you get to know people, and the the first conversation I would have with some people were, so did you study abroad? And if they did, we would talk for so long. Yeah, and. Like, one of the first thing that they would tell me is that um, we would say, it's, we feel so changed, but also we want to go back so bad. Like, yeah. We couldn't wait to go, to back, go back there. First, because it's, or, or, it's incredible. Or maybe another, another place. Uh, but just, just to travel. Just to exactly. Yeah. Just to leave and go back somewhere different and have another experience like this. And we would, it, it was so comforting to talk about it with someone who understood mm -hmm. because it was great to talk about it with my family but just like you said they didn't 
completely understand because they didn't live it. And if you don't live the experience, you don't really understand what the fuss is about and like why you want to talk about it so much. And I mean, I could talk about it with my boyfriend, but we lived the same experience. So at some point we didn't really have much to say because we, I mean, we lived the same thing. And so meeting new people who knew about it and knew how hard it was to come back and to get used to your comfort zone, which yeah. is no longer your comfort zone. And you feel like, you feel the same way you feel when you arrived in the new country. Yeah. It was the same thing all over again. You're like Culture a total stranger in, in, in your own home. Kind yeah. Kind of. Um, which was, I mean, it took a while to get used to. And I still feel like sometimes I'm still living it because when you're, when you've lived somewhere different and you come back and all you want is to go back yeah. again, you can't help yourself but to compare where you went to where you are. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think about it almost every day. Like, oh, <laughs> I remember when I was there or when I was there because I went several times, like mm -hmm. four times in total, I think. And everything, every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, this was like golden ages. You know, <laughs> like, yes. This was the peak of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and we are, uh, yes. we are so young. So and we're so young. You, 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 we so will young. have some other experiences. But for now, this is the most we had. Like the, the most important the one we had. Um, and we'll actually stop here because we want to talk about some parts in other episodes. Yeah. Um, so like working yeah. abroad. Like working abroad and moving abroad. And living with someone who is from another country. Yeah. Um, so we'll dedicate an entire episode to this because, as you can tell, this one was a hefty one. <laughs> We talked for a bit, but um, hopefully this was interested, interesting for you. And um, do don't hesitate to like leave us a comment if you've studied abroad or if you want to study abroad, and if you want to share your experience or the experience of someone you know and kind of like your view on their experience being kind of someone from the outside, mm -hmm. um, quote unquote. Um, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed, and yes. we'll and see, you. see you soon. See you very soon. <laughs> uh, we think about uploading on Tuesdays. Um, so we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye, guys.